Hey all, this is Mysterious Myths, where we talk about, well, you can probably think of it, Mysterious Myths. Today I'm with Ben here. Ben, say hi. Hi. Today we're going to be talking about a pretty well-known Bermuda Triangle. I'm sure you've probably heard of it. Um, so today we're going to be doing, we're going to, be, we're going to share a fun fact, and then we're going to, we have four stories that me and Ben, Ben's going to read one, I'm going to read three, and we're going to kind of share our thoughts on each story as we go through, and then at the end we're going to talk about our opinions on, like, the, the subject, so Bermuda Triangle today, mm-hmm. and... And just about it in general, what we think could happen if we went there or something. Yeah, and like kind of like what we think. Like, do we believe it? Is it like what kind of myth you think it is? So, you want to start off with the fact, or what? Well, me too. Uh, I'll read the fact. Oh, uh, rock paper. <laughs> uh, I'll let you read it actually. Right. So the fact is, the area referred to as the Bermuda Triangle, or also known as the Devil's Triangle, covers about five hundred thousand square miles of ocean. That's quite a a bit. Uh, It's off of the southeastern tip of Florida. I butchered that. When Christopher Columbus sailed through the area on his first voyage to the New World, he reported that a great flame of fire, most likely a meteor, crashed into the sea one night and that a strange light appeared in the distance a few weeks later. It's weird. He also wrote about erratic compass readings, which means which means like the compass instead of pointing north is kind of like spinning in circles and shush, and, and kind of like not pointing towards the right direction. Perhaps because at that time a sliver of the Bermuda Triangle was one of the few places on Earth where true north and magnetic north lined up. Uh, all right. So first story, uh, I'll read. It's going to be called. Flight 19. Starting now. Five Avenger planes of Flight 19 took off from the U.S. Naval Base Fort Lauderdale, located in Florida, for a routine training session on an afternoon of December 1945. It's quite a bit ago. The squadron was to fly 141 miles east and 73 miles north, and then back 140 miles to complete the circuit. But strangely, this time, they never returned. Ooh, that's a good place to end like a book. The final U.S. Navy report suggested that navigational error was the cause of this accident as the planes ran out of fuel and ditched into the rough sea. Oh, dude, that'd be so scary as, like, the crew. You run out of fuel midair and all you see is water below you. Yeah. That'd be horrifying. In fact, the flight squadron leader, Charles Taylor, had a history of getting lost and ditched planes earlier, too. The radio transmission also verified that he did not listen to a trainee's suggestion to correct the, fi- the path and fly in the right direction, instead being confused, chose to continue in the wrong direction. That's weird. So instead of following, like, maybe because it was a trainee, he didn't really fully believe oh, yeah. the trainee. So basically what happened is they were flying through what, like, what the scientists or whatever think that happened is that they ran out of fuel and then kind of got lost because it said that the flight squadron flight leader had gotten lost in the past before. So maybe that that's what they think happened again. I don't know. It doesn't say if the, the, the planes were ever found again, but they did find the radio transmission, but I'm not sure. So what do you think about that story? Uh, for sure weird. <laughs> Obviously, it was a while ago, so, you know, it could have... Yeah, I don't know. We don't know crazy much about it, but all I know is that... Uh, I would not want to fly anywhere near this place. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Why, why do you think that they didn't return? I'm not sure. I mean, it doesn't really mention much about the Bermuda Triangle and what could have happened in the Bermuda Triangle. But 
maybe like I mean it kind of is like the most most like possible choices or possible thing that happened was what they said because I mean he did go to the wrong wrong way and he had gotten lost in the pe- like lost before so it's probably prone to happen again and maybe that's just what happened I never found the ship all right second story you want to read yours um sure I'll read my story so fight DC-3 all right the aircraft Douglas DC-3 left San Juan in Puerto Rico on December 20th, 1948 for Miami. It, di- it disappeared when it was only 50 miles south of Florida and about to land in Miami. A massive search operation was launched within a few hours. The weather was fine, sea was calm, and so shallow in this part that large sunken objects could easily be seen at on the bottom. Okay. What do you think about That's this kind one? kind of a small story. Yeah, but it Dude, is... Dude, only 50 miles away. That's and not too far. And here's the weird thing, too, that there was no... The weather was just fine and the sea was calm, so it couldn't have been a storm that took them down. Take them down. What do you think it was? And they couldn't... Did they, it doesn't say that they found it, but it said that in this part, the the shell... The, the large sunken objects could easily be seen on the bottom, but it doesn't say if they actually found them, so what if they never found them? Which means that they would have completely disappeared... Because it says that you would have easily been able to see, like, a plane in the water. That's basically what they're getting at. So, maybe they never found it. And that's kind of weird, because if they didn't find it, where did the plane go? Fair point. Um, I, uh... Let's see here. I, uh... Sorry, um... Uh, my, <laughs> You're spacing out? My, yeah, my brain is not working right now, and, uh... It's stupid. Um, <laughs> my brain is stupid. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, honestly, that there could be some... There's a chance that something could be out there, because remember, this... The, the ocean has, like, been... It, like, it's only, like, 5% of Explored, the way... yeah. Yeah, explored. So there could be some weird shit out there, like some weird animal or something that... A dragon. <laughs> Taking down planes. A dragon in the ocean. Who knows? It could be a water dragon. <laughs> water dragon. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess, honestly, I think that there could be possibly something out there that might happen to. Or maybe they just get lost because they don't know where they are. Maybe. Well, it was, the weather was clear, so they would have been able to see just fine. Could also remember because Christopher Columbus is a uh, compass one wild, so maybe theirs goes wild too. Oh, maybe. I don't know if it still does it though. There's a chance. All right, third story is going to be named Mary Celeste. I think it's a ship. Yep. Mary Celeste, a 103 foot brigantine, which means it's like fit most. I think it's got two sails and or two well, like a heavy duty shipper I think it's got two poles and then three sails in total oh had many misadventures even before her mystery voyage in 1872 over 200 years ago but this time although the ship could be salvaged none on board could ever be traced on December 4th 1872 it was found abandoned at sea with no one on it so it just disappeared or the people on it just disappeared to date, there has been no theory that explains this mysterious abandonment with any clear evidence. However, a greater mystery is how and why 
this incident somehow got connected to the Bermuda Triangle. After all, the abandoned ship was found between the Azores, Azores, I don't know how to pronounce that, and Portugal, and about 590 miles west of Gibraltar, and which is now, which is nowhere near Bermuda Triangle. So it was nowhere near Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle. What do you think about that one? Um... Again, never know. Uh, did it? Uh, let's see. Today there is no meeting. I don't know. Does it say anything about the weather? Possibly. No. Well, there could be a bad weather for that. Uh, nobody really knows. Exactly. I mean, it says the ship was fine because it could be salvaged, but no one on board. There was no one on board, so maybe like they got like swept off by waves. Or some pirates could have came by and. Like, killed them all and just left the ship? Yeah. Maybe. Because that's what they do used to do back in the day. They used to I kill everyone. their booty, their loot. All right. Last story, and then we're going to go on, like, what we think about you know, the river's called. Bermuda Triangle. This last one is called Ellen Austin. The Ellen Austin, an American schooner, Met with an unknown ship in 1981, so not too long ago. It was like 40 years ago. Yeah. On Atlantic during its voyage from London to New York. Strangely, the unknown ship had nobody on board. Although it was seaworthy, the captain of Ellen Austin sent his salvage crew to the unknown ship and asked them to sail together to New York. However, according to reports, the unknown ship disappeared after two days during a storm. It reappeared after a few days, but this time, too, there was nobody on board. According to Larry Kush, the above could be substantiated through research and particularly from a book of a retired Navy commander, Rupert Gold, where he detailed the incident. However, no further information could be retrieved on the, on the account on the matter, and the Kush noted that this could remain a mystery until source of Gould's account could be located. Oh, okay, here, let me read that. that. Remain. <laughs> You idiot. Yeah, Kush noted that this could remain a mystery until source of until source of Gould's account could be located, or even thereafter, due to lack of adequate information. That's crazy. So two times. So first they find the ship. There's no one on it. Then the people who find the ship put people on it to sail back to New York with them, and then they go missing for two days, and then they find the boat again, and it, no one's on it again. So basically, they got screwed twice. Yeah. Jeez, what? It's pretty weird. Yeah. What What do you think happened? I don't know. Maybe because it, t- it said they went missing through a storm. I'm just trying to think of logical ways that could have happened. So maybe they got swept off, like we were saying for the last one. Or, like, maybe they got seasick, jumped off. I don't know. I think if you, yeah, you can get seasick, they hallucinate, and you get so crazy that you just jump off that the side. It's pretty weird. All right, that'll do it for the stories. Now let's go on to talk about, like, what's it called? What we think about the Bermuda Triangle. You want to go first? Um, sure. I think the Bermuda Triangle has some sort of truth to it. I'm not sure, because it's got... Obviously, I feel like there's, like, no real, like, sense of direction, like, in that area, like, a compass can tell by, obviously. And I think there's, there's a chance that something is out there that's pretty weird. I'm not saying that I know for sure, but still, there could be something out there. Uh, 
this place is obviously creepy, and I'd never go there even if I wanted to. And what if you got paid a thousand dollars or not a thousand, a bit a million? Maybe. I'm not sure. Um. Obviously, you're supposed to get like seasick really badly because I've seen these video, uh, videos where people go out to the Bermuda Triangle for a little bit, and there's a specific spot where it's it's so bad where you uh, like throw up like every like ten minutes basically. Oh. And, uh, oh, but I think being seasick, if you get that from the waves just rocking back and forth I slowly, I get seasick and car sick really badly. So obviously, I would not be able. He'd to not survive. No, I get motion sickness. It's really badly. Yeah. My thoughts on the Bermuda Triangle. I, I believe that there is some mystery happening there because there's so many cases of things going missing in that area. It's just like it, it's all too big of a con. Uh, what's it called? Like space? No, no, no. Uh, like coincidence. Uh, I, I feel like it's, it's more than a coincidence because that many, that's a pretty big coincidence. I keep messing with that word. It, like, there's so many cases. There's probably like at least a hundred to five hundred. Of cases, yeah. That we looked online for like maybe five minutes and couldn't even scroll through them all. Like, maybe like I don't know. It could be a sea dragon. What do you think? What do we, What do you think about the sea dragon? Uh, I don't think that's what it is. I feel like it'd be more of a Kraken situation than a sea dragon. Ooh, Kraken. So you think there's a big giant, uh, what's it called? Well, no, because then the ships were just fine. What about the planes? Oh, it's true, because they always sink. Cause they have to like, they just disappeared. I wonder, if, I wonder, maybe next time, if they ever come back to this topic again, we can, like, Bermuda Triangle Part 2, we can uh, get some more stories, and maybe we can get, like, a passenger plane disappeared full of people like have you seen manifest no oh it's basically like so this plane is taking a normal travel they hit this thing called black lightning or something i think it's black storm i remember and basically they land just normal like to them no time has passed but to everyone else who wasn't on that plane it's been eight years so they have to try to adjust and then apparently they get these things called like the callings that's what they call them it's like flashes of like or, like, voices in the back of the head, but it's their voice telling them to do something. It's pretty weird. I mean, I'd definitely recommend it. It's pretty cool. Is it a movie? It's a show. TV series on Netflix. What is it called? Oh, Manifest. Manifest. Hmm. All right. That'll do it for this part of the episode. We'll see you guys in the next one. See you there. <laughs> well, that was, a, that was an outro. Hello, part two of Mysterious Myths. This time in part two, we're going to be talking about chupacabras. First off, we're going to start off with some questions. Then we're going to do some facts. We have one big fact and one smaller fact. That's like five, five words. <laughs> and then we have like four stories. So that's pretty fun. First off, the first question is, what does the chupacabra mean? It means goat sucker, mostly because it tends to eat goats, goats and suck their blood, which is really weird. Second question, what is peculiar about the chupacabra's victims? Well, actually, what, this is really weird and bad to think about, is their blood is 
actually drained from their bodies, and sometimes the animal's organs were some, like removed, which is pretty gross. And I'm sure not even a good doctor could do that. Probably not. Like, without, a, without any blood? <sighs> Third question is, when do you tend to see the chupacabras the most? You tend to see the chupacabras the most, actually, during UFO sightings, because many people believe that the creature is an extraterrestrial being. Another theory is that it is a product of a government genetic engineering experiment gone wrong, which means the government would have fucked up an experiment and made that piece of shit. <laughs> All right, now we're going to move on to the facts. First fact is that chupacabra is about three to four feet tall, but in many different descriptions, it's been taller or shorter. Chupacabras, chupacabras were first reported in 1995 in Puerto Rico, where they were blamed for attacks on goats, sheep, and other domestic animals, so like cows and dogs and stuff, supposedly leaving uneaten carcasses that were drained of blood. So, just the body of the animal. Yeah. It's really gross. Imagine seeing your dog. Oh. Physical descriptions of the dis- the creature vary, with some describing it as more like a dog-like creature, while others describe it as more lizard or even alien-like creature. As far or as consistent... Two. Huh? Maybe. Two. Maybe, like, two different um, Could be races. Two, two completely, like, different species, too. Oh, yeah, species, that's the word. As far as consistent features, it is reported, purport, pur, reportedly a heavy creature the size of a small bear with a row of spines reaching from the neck to the base of the tail, and it usually has huge red eyes. That's pretty, that's pretty, that sounds like a scary creature. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to the stories. First story is like 10 words long. So it is, in Orichavis, farmers found eight sheep completely drained of blood. Each boar, pun- each had puncture wounds on it. So maybe like a vampire? Maybe. It could be like some sort of like vampire-like creature. Second story, in Guanaca, 44-year-old Oswald, Osvaldo Claudio Rosado claimed to have been grabbed from behind by a gorilla. Puerto Rico has no gorillas. After, After fight- fighting off the creature, Rosado needed treatment for scratches and cuts around his torso. Chickens and cows died nearby soon thereafter of single wounds to the neck. The blood simply just gone. That's creepy as hell, dude. How, how does it just get it all out so fast? Maybe it's not fast, but if it takes a little bit. Because it doesn't say, like, when the animal was alive and then when it died. Well, it said not long after. Well, it was not long after um, he got hurt, the animal was trying Oh, yeah, because he need treatment, so... Yeah. And cannabis... In Canovanis, I probably butchered that, livestock deaths reached into the hundreds. Mayor Jose Kimo Soto raised a posse, a posse of volunteers and personally hunted every week for the creature for nearly a year. Armed with rifles and a caged goat, he failed to catch it. He was, however, re-elected. That's done nothing to do with the story, but okay. Fourth story, in, Tor- in Torresilla Baja, Baja, a woman found a chicken dead of perforations in the neck, her cat dead with its genitals gone, and her guinea pigs with their throat slit. What happened to the cat's balls? I have no idea. <laughs> Why does the chupacabra want the cat's balls? 
That's kind of weird, bro. <laughs> That's kind of weird. <laughs> How does that even hurt? Like, what? Dude, the guinea pigs' throats slit. Uh, yeah, I don't what know. kind of matters where the guinea pigs were? Were they outside? Were they in the house? Where were they? Because if they were in the house, then that means something was in your house. Or they clawed each other's necks. Maybe it could be a more humanoid than what people think. Maybe. Well, it does. Uh, in the pictures I've seen, it had like normal human hands almost with some claws. Which is really scary to think about. And, what do you yeah. think about the chupacabra? You think it's real? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because there's like there's so many other stories too. I feel like where the blood is just gone, and I don't even know how that happens. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I mean it could be. What's could it be fake. Deep? No, not deep fake. This many people. Maybe it's just like an undiscovered animal or something. Not a chupacabra, but like, like you know how, like maybe like you know how there's uh vampire bats. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's like a vampire dogs, bears, or dogs, or cats, or or maybe they're just fucked up uh, <laughs> nuclear waste animals. Oh yeah. And like maybe like a new kit, and then the radiation fucked them up, and then they had sex, and then made more fucked up shit. That <laughs> that seems a little. Um... And then it slowly spread, and soon the chupacabra is gonna take over the war. I mean, uh, <clears throat> back on track. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound. Well, that'll probably do it for this episode. We'll be coming back next week with two more mysterious myths that we're going to talk about. It'll probably be better than this first one since this first one was kind of just... We didn't have much time to put it together. And it was kind of just bad all around. (laughs) It wasn't very long. This is kind of probably going to be one of the shorter episodes I make. I'm going to do more research on more myths. And then we'll get back to you guys in... When we have the stuff. So, yep. You want to say bye? Bye.